you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement, but this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLYUP20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. It also comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Yes, we're back. We are back again, and this time it is the grand opening for the MD's Fantasy Football Show of 2023. Yes, I know. Last month, I think it was I think it was about a month ago, right, Danielle? We had our first full stream of the new year, but that I let you guys know that was gonna be our soft opening because we're gonna be back at a regular pace yet. We are now. This kicks off us being back once a week until August, where we go to twice a week, and we go to four times a week during the season. So nonstop content. Make sure you're following us along. Make sure you're subscribing to our YouTube channel. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. And today, we get to get into our NFL draft content, which I'm very excited for. We are going to have our NFL draft stream for the third year in a row. That means the first Three rounds on Thursday and Friday. That's April 27th and April 28th. Chris and I will also be bringing on Adam LaRue from Belly Up Fantasy Live. We'll be the three main hosts throughout the entire stream for those two days. And we'll have tons and tons of guests on during those two days. So very excited for that. And that's what these episodes are about. To get you kicked off in the right direction so that way you know who to look for, and what to do when it comes to your rookie mock drafts. Hopefully, you'll be drafting after the NFL draft. For you guys out there who do your rookie drafts on your dynasty leagues beforehand, shame on you. It's, it's a fool's errand. You shouldn't do that ever, ever. I think our guest will probably back us up on that. But before we introduce him, let's introduce our two co-hosts. We got Daniel Dubois, who was on with me a month ago. And then, Chris, this is your first time on the MD's Fantasy Football Show this year. Yeah, you're talking about coming back. I'm back for the season and back just in time for the draft. I'm excited to talk about some football, talk about some quarterbacks. Maybe not as excited about talking about quarterbacks in this draft, but I'm very excited about our guest that we're going to get to in a second. Yeah, well, there's definitely going to be headlines. That's, that's at least for sure when we talk about the quarterback draft class. Danielle, it's our she's our uh, resident college student. She keeps us hip. She keeps us young. How's everything going over there? Going great. It's been busy as ever, but I'm excited to talk about some quarterbacks. Awesome. So we do have a special guest. I want to introduce him. We started doing this with Brian 
I'm, I gotta ready my voice a little bit. <clears throat> Here we go. And now, standing in the top right corner of your screen, he's the Dynasty expert and host on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can find him at Dynasty Dorks on social media, Mr. Dave Hillman. Well, I will say that is the best the best intro that I, I've had yet. And so well, thank, thank you so much. I want you to feel welcome. I want you to feel pumped. I want everybody else to be get pumped. Cause we love we love fantasy football. We're nerds. This is what we love. This is what we want to do. It's springtime. We're talking fantasy football. So Dave, before we get all into it, just introduce yourself. This is the first time you've been on this show. Let everybody know what you do and something you've been you come out with that you want everybody to go check out for right now. Yeah, I got my rookie rankings out. So uh, receivers came out yesterday. I think today was the tight ends. Tomorrow will be the quarterbacks. And so um, a lot of rookie stuff, mock drafts. So check us out, SGPN Fantasy Football on YouTube, or you can follow me at Dynasty Dorks on TikTok or on Twitter. Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, we are going to dive into all this. We have a new segment that I want to kick this show off with, and it's called the Fantasy Football Dating Game. Okay, we'll break this out from time to time throughout the offseason, likely in the in-season too. And I wanted to break it out here as we talk about these quarterbacks because we happen to have you know, a top four consensus that's out there in the NFL draft. And it's also pretty much the same consensus around fantasy football corners as well. So let's introduce the fantasy football dating game. I'm going to try to put on a different voice again. This time I'm going to try to Trying to try to incorporate like a, a 1970s like game show host. So let me know. It I'm not good at impressions, so it might wind up. It sounds different in my head. Might sound the same in the microphone. You guys can make fun of me as we go through it. But let's kick off the fantasy football dating. Matthew Berry is the prettiest girl in this bar, and I'm gonna go hit on him. No, we have the dating game now. We can come on down. I know that's prices right, but whatever. We'll get through it. We got four categories, okay, for four contestants that we placed in each category. Behind category number one, we have the eHarmony of players. eHarmony, best known for their best matching and long-lasting relationships. And we want to get to the player that we're going to be the most committed to, and that'll be in our category one. But in category two, it's Vegas married, baby. That's right. You had a tough night. You woke up the next morning a little fuzzy, a little dizzy, and you found out, oops, I got married. Oh, well, guess what? It's going to be legally binding anyway, but maybe you have a decision to make, and maybe it won't be as long-lasting as your eHarmony match. That's going to be your player number two. Category number three, that's Tinder date. Oh, what made famous the swipe left and swipe right. It is designed exactly for a one-time only fun ride. That's what you're going to put the player number three into. The guy who maybe gets you off the slump or gets you over a breakup. Either way, that guy will come in fill your ride and then you'll have to go somewhere else next time and then with category number four 
It's the beer goggles. Yep, you saw that hippopotamus down at the end of the bar when he came in first thing at the night. But now, all of a sudden, as the night has gone on, it has a striking resemblance to Giselle. Oops, sorry, Brady. But that person right there is going to have a trait or two that you think, oh, maybe we can make this work, but there's a lot of red flags all around you, and I'll probably have sorrow in the morrow. That's going to be your category number four. So these are the four players we'll be talking about. It's Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and, of course, C.J. Stroud. So let's go to our eHarmony matches, shall we? This will be All right. Well, let's start with our guests first. Dave, of these four quarterbacks, who are you the most committed to? It's C.J. Stroud. Uh, I'm going to go with more of the, the prototypical size. And uh, with C.J. Stroud, you're, you've seen him command an offense, show poise and leadership as a young player. Uh, he showed up in big-time games. And I, I know there's not the rushing upside that we're excited about with a lot of our fantasy football quarterbacks but he did show that off in the biggest game of the year last season and as move the stick says a scouting term is if you, if you can do it one time you can do it and so i think you'll see more of that in the nfl for for cj stroud yeah spoiler alert cj stroud is the number one for all of us and is our e-harmony match for all of us so i'm not going to say anything about it i want chris and danielle you both and we'll start with chris tell me why cj stroud is the guy you're most committed to well, I mean, what, what make Whoopi with? I think that's how you used to say the '70s term. Um, <laughs> no, why I love you live then, so you can. That's probably know. true. Well, at the end of the studies, hold on, watch yourself. But no, no, uh, C.J. Stroud is one of one of those players, as Dave kind of alluded to. I think can do it all. But I, I, I think, well, Dave, you talked about some of the rushing upside, and I think that's something we're going to see a little bit more of. As you talked about in the pros, and I'm kind of excited about his rushing up potential. You know, let's look at Justin Fields, for example. This guy almost rushed for over a thousand yards last year as a quarterback for the Bears. He wasn't a guy necessarily taking off at Ohio State. He played a lot in the pocket. He wasn't looking to use his legs as much. That system's kind of set up for guys to get rid of the ball quickly and kind of utilize their accuracy. So I think this is going to be a, a team that you're going to see, whether it's Carolina or wherever he kind of falls, you know, in Houston, either or. They don't have great offensive lines, so you've got to move around a little bit. You're going to kind of move him in some RPO action. He's a young guy. So I think in both situations, this guy's going to be using his legs a little more than people expect him to. I love C.J. Stroud's upside, both his legs and both his accuracy as a quarterback. Okay, Danielle, tell us why you have C.J. Stroud. I think he is just so reliable, and we have seen him kind of go through almost every test that there is for a college quarterback out there, and he has played with Ohio State, so he has the experience. It's not like he's coming from BYU, where it's not as playing as competitive as comp as opponents. He has a 88.9 QBR, which is insane. He's the second best in the league. He has 33 sorry, 3,688 yards a season. I mean, he had an amazing season last season. I think he could just, he could do it all. He's calm under pressure. And I really cannot wait to see what he does in the NFL because calm under pressure and a reliable quarterback. I mean, what more can you ask for? I agree. And that's why I have CJ Stroud there as well. And this is a fantasy football show, but if we were talking more NFL perspective, he's the only one I actually have a first round grade on. And that's something we'll talk about as we go throughout the show. But let's get into who's our Vegas married players, baby. Christ, come on, this is, not a, this is not a marriage. This is the world's worst hangover. <laughs> so who has the world's worst hangover here, Dave? 
Well, um, I, I went with Bryce Young on this one. Bryce Young is an outlier. Um, so I want to see, you know, I want to give, give this little, little test run here. Uh, Bryce Young is, is great. There, there's, he had 2% of his plays were turnover worthy, which was best out of all this, the quarterbacks we're going to talk about today. This guy is great out of the pocket. He's creative. And uh, they, they, they kind of gave the comparison of, do you want, you want Steph Curry? Do you want, you want Clay Thompson? Bryce Young's more the, the showman. Um, he is he is more creative out of the pocket, but the weight and the height combined are concerning, and so that's why I'm not ready to, to give a long term commitment right now. Yeah, I, I can hear you on that one. I actually got him a little bit lower. We'll talk about that in a second. Danielle, who are you eh, dabbling with, but not long term committed to? I actually also agree with the Bryce Young, and I've been talking to multiple other people here at Emerson, and especially when we're drafting together our sports show. And nobody else agrees with me, but I don't think that Bryce Young is going to be a huge star in the NFL. I think he is going to kind of bottom out. And I think he has a lot of potential. We've seen him do really well in college. And he's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's, his statistics are through the roof. He's an incredible quarterback. However, I just think that going into this upcoming season in the draft class, I think that he is a quarterback that I necessarily wouldn't pick up. I think I would definitely lean towards Stroud. And um, if you get Bryce Young, kind of just hope for the best and hopefully that he exceeds your expectations. Okay. We got two for Bryce Young. Now, Chris, who are you Vegas married to? Yeah. So I'm just going to feel dirty with all these answers after CJ Stroud, where I'm just not excited about any of these waking up to any of these people in the morning. Um, and I'm going to go with Richardson. Anthony Richardson's not a guy who I have a first-round grade on either, but I'm just going to go physical talent. We've seen, you know, Dave talked about the rushing. And that's one of the things that you love in fantasy football. You don't necessarily care if he completes passes. You don't care if he does anything else. You care if he gets the ball and he runs into the end zone with it or he gets you close to 100 yards rushing. So a guy who can do that, maybe, you know, give you some upside, a guy that I'll take a chance on for a little bit, but, you know, not really excited about long-term. Anthony Richardson's that guy who I think could be a flash in the pan. He can get you some yards rushing and kind of do some things maybe even early on in his career as maybe a goal line situation guy. So I think Anthony Richardson's that guy that I'm kind of dating, but I'm not really excited about ever committing long-term to. So we're the same minds. We got two for Bryce Young. We got two for Anthony Richardson. It's the, it's the fact that, like, okay, yes, that first year, maybe even that second year, when Anthony Richardson is starting quarterback for somebody – it's going to be fun fantasy-wise because he's just going to run and he's going to throw it deep. I mean, the guy's four, tied for 14th in deep ball pass attempts and big-time throw attempts in college football. He's not afraid to let it loose. Whether it gets there or not, totally different story. But if you can set up the play-action pass with that, you can hit some bombs off of the running game. This is also assuming that he's going to go in the NFL first round. If he doesn't, then everything becomes a question mark after that as far as what his playing time could be and will he be even given the opportunity. But if he goes in the first round, which right now I would say most people expect him to do, he's going to get the opportunity at some point to play. If it's not year one, it would likely be year two. Whatever team decides to draft Anthony Richardson, I would hope knows what they're getting themselves into and at the very least would do – Something similar, not quite the full extent, but something similar to what the Baltimore Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. Build an offense around his particular skill set. Fantasy-wise, it'll be fantastic. NFL-wise, I don't think it'll be great, which is why eventually I think this fizzles out. And that's why I'm only Vegas married to Anthony Richardson. Well, let's talk about our Tinder dates. Who's our slump busters that we want to get rid of the next day? 
Who are we swiping right on, Dave? Dave, I think you're muted. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my answer last minute, and I'm gonna go with Anthony Richardson. Um, you've got the 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 Anthony Richardson rushing upside. Obviously, is something that is for fantasy football purposes. Like you guys said, is is it, it's you can't you can't ignore it. Um, I know he's got flaws and warts in his game, but when it comes down to it, this guy, if he went in there and, and had to play in a pinch, can put up fantasy points just on the ground. We saw it, we saw it last year. And you look at all these situations, the Colts, the Texans, the Panthers, really not good receiver rooms in any any single one of them. And so the draft, they might get better. But if you're looking for someone to produce through the air, you're going to need better receivers than what they have in Houston as well as in Carolina. And Carolina doesn't have a long-term receiving option currently and no first-round pick next year. But you put them in the Colts. Let's say the Colts. You got a guy that just worked with Jalen Hurts, just deployed that Philly offense with Anthony Richardson. You could put up the you know Justin Fields season of this year with no pass catchers and just rushing the ball like crazy. All right. I like that. Switching it over. Danielle, who are you swiping right on? I have Will Levis. I honestly, I have hope in him. I think he is a good player. I'm mediocre player. I'll change my mind on that. But ultimately, I just don't see him excelling in the NFL. He has a 60 QBR rating right now, which is 59th in the um, college quarterback league. They have, he's 19 touchdowns last season, 10 interceptions, 2,000 yards. It's very mediocre statistics. He came from Kentucky as well. I think ultimately it's going to be a very hard and rude awakening when he gets the NFL. I don't think I necessarily trust him a lot. And I don't think there'll be a lot of fantasy value there. Um, but who knows? Maybe he'll exceed my expectations. Okay. And, that's, and maybe that's what you're looking for in a Tinder day too. Chris, who are you swiping right on? Yeah, this is a hard one because I hate both these these quarterbacks, and I'll probably go down as a hater after this NFL draft. You know, come out and draft. But I think for myself, I'm going to go with with you know, what old Daniel was kind of saying. And with Will Levis is a player I just was not thrilled with. I just look at a guy and I think he's not going to play early on in his career. While well, Bryce Young is going to be forced out there regardless, he's going to probably go to top two. I'm not a Bryce Young uh, guy. But I do think he's going to get a chance to kind of play early on, whether it's Texans, whether it's Carolina, one of those teams. And they're going to stink both those teams, so he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. So you have a chance to have some decent fantasy production. I'll swipe right on that one, but I'm not really excited to swipe right. Yeah, you kind of stole the words out from my mouth of what I was looking for out of Bryce Young. Because of his draft capital that we know he's going to get, he's going to play. So let's say you're in a dynasty league and you – have a really great team. You're competing for a championship. You're in a super flex seat. You need another quarterback. Bryce Young can be that guy for you year one. He's touted as being NFL ready, whether I agree with that or not, it's a different story, but he's going to get the playing time. He'll be serviceable in that usage. However, the guy only has a 60% completion percentage against teams that are inside the top 25. However, his touchdown rate drops over 2% when going against up top competition. He's not great when they actually have to play someone real. And that's where I call the I said the smoke screen or the bluff that I feel like is Bryce Young. Again, we'll talk about more about that as we get through the NFL draft, but I don't buy into it. And the guy being 5'10, that matters. Okay, we watched Kyler Murray, who's an elite athlete, be completely terrible in the red zone, does this thing where he has to flip back and run backwards to be able to see over the offensive line and actually throw it forward. Uh, 
that's because he's small. And by the way, Kyler Murray, he's bigger than Bryce Young. It does matter. All the all the Alabama lovers out there trying to say that it doesn't matter, it does. And that's where I'm moving off of Bryce Young as soon as I possibly can. But there is a scenario, a situation in which I can understand wanting to take him in a dynasty format where you just need that second quarterback. He will get that opportunity to play early on. Let's go to our fourth category. Beer goggles. See the world through the eyes of a drunk. All right. We're getting hammered. I see all the red flags. But I got to take a shot on this guy because he's got that one trait that makes you think he might be able to do something. Who's that, Dave? Well, I mean, seen the Will Levis workout photos. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> swiping right, going back to the tender. Um, but, you know, when you look at Will Levis, you're waking up in the morning, you're looking at his, you think he has a big arm and he's, he's Josh Allen type of player. Josh Allen had a 10.7 big throw rate in college, which in comparison, you know, Patrick Mahomes was 6.6, Joe Burrow was 6.5. Josh Allen was huge. Then you look at Will Levis, 4.2. Yeah. He's not a big throw guy and everyone kind of just paints him to be that and then you look at his pressure to sack rate someone called him uh courageously um you know courageously uh clueless um because he stands in the pocket and takes these missile shots from all these guys and it's like he just pops back up and you're like wow that's a tough guy it's a good football player but it's like you don't need to take those shots and you're just standing there. Like you don't even realize like people are trying to kill you. And so his, his pressure to sack rate, Anthony Richardson's 9.2, Bryce Young, 12.6, CJ Stroud, 14.1. Will Levis is 26.8. He just stands back there and just way too long, holds the ball way too long. And if you do that in the NFL, turnovers are going to happen. Sacks are going to happen. And this guy's going to get hurt. Yep, but he has that big arm that we all love. Danielle, who who do you have beer goggles for? I am going with Anthony Richardson. Um, I think he he has a lot of potential, and I'll take a shot on him. I um, don't really have that much of an expectation, but hopefully um, I have high hopes. He has better rate, uh, better statistics than Levis does. So I think that says something as well. But he is only a sophomore right now. And him deciding to end his college career and enter the draft this early is a little bit worrisome. I wish he had a, another year under his belt just to develop more in Florida. Or if he doesn't like the system in Florida, transfer and go anywhere else because he has that talent. I just think he just needs a little bit more maturity and a little bit more training before entering the draft, before going to the NFL. Because... That's big games and going in as a sophomore in college. I mean, I'm a sophomore in college and I don't want to be thrown out there by any means. So I think a little bit more growing up for him, um, but you never know. Danielle, you might be quick. Okay. You might, you might surprise yourself. Maybe, you know, a little cotton early all around the field. Exactly. I, I, I could, I could see that happening. All right, Chris. So I, all that's left on your list is Bryce Young, right? Uh, no, we, we've already we had Bryce Young before. Oh, he was sorry. somebody I was, yeah. No, Will Levis is going to be, be my beer goggles wow. person. Um, kind of, you know, going off of some of the things that Dave was talking about. Well, I look at this player, you can maybe squint really hard. He looks like a quarterback. You know, he's built like a quarterback. He has actually one of the more solid builds of the guys. He has the arm. But then 
you get a little closer and you recognize, you know, if you wake up in the morning without those beer goggles on, really what you're dealing with. And Will Levis has a lot of warts, a lot of guys that just, you know, kind of overlook for some reason. You want to talk about the arm talent. I'm not even really that impressed with his arm talent. He's got a strong arm, yes. He doesn't, you know, uh, Dave kind of talked about the big time throws. He doesn't throw it down the field very often. He doesn't throw it consistently down the field. So ha having a great arm, I haven't really seen that be kind of exercised. You know, you could hit the, top, hit the top of a dome. You're not a punter. So it doesn't really matter in the NFL if you get to the top of the dome when you throw the ball. It matters. Can you throw the ball down far? Can you throw it fast? Now, this guy has a gun when it comes to how fast he throws. He does have the you know 58 mile an hour was one of the speeds he was clocked at throwing the ball. So he can get it there quickly. But we also know touch matters in the NFL. So we look at all these different things. Look at a guy who I just not very excited about. But I guess if I squint hard enough, maybe I can see a really pretty Gisela, as you talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off of that because Will Levis is also in my beer goggles category. And I'm just going to say average depth of target, 8.6. That's 108th for a guy who's supposed to have this big arm, checks the ball down quite a bit, like we talked about, and terrible under pressure. Go ahead. I'm going to say real quick, Dan, uh, Daniel, you're also probably much younger of a sophomore than Anthony Richardson is, just to point that out as well. Well, yeah, I would sure. imagine. Okay, sure. <laughs> Anthony's like he's like uh, sophomore adjacent at this point, double double redshirted. All right, let's take a quick channel break. We come back on the other side, and we have more to talk about. We have who's our favorite players outside the consensus top four. We're getting some of the deeper parts of this quarterback draft class to get you guys some names maybe you haven't had before. And we got the MD showdown for uh, debating our rankings later on the show. So everybody, stay tuned for that. We'll be back right after this. Hey guys, I just want to thank you all for tuning into our video today. Make sure you're subscribing to us on YouTube where you can search us the MD's Fantasy Football Show or go to at MDFF Show. We're available to you on TikTok and on Instagram. Follow us on social media when you go to at MDFF Show or at DanMeterFF for my personal account. Give us a shout out on our Facebook page, the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Guys, we're available to you all throughout the year for any fantasy football questions you may have or football betting in general. Make sure you subscribe and like the video below. We'll see you again soon. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome back into the MD's Fantasy Football Show, talking about our quarterback draft class dynasty analysis. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with my co-host, Christopher Dauhauer and Danielle Dubois, with special guest, Dave Heelman of the Sports Gamble Podcast Network, right? Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Is that correct? Nailed it. Nice. Nice. Okay. Good, good thing. So we're talking about all these quarterbacks. We talked about our top four, and everyone's been talking about the top four. I don't want to talk about them anymore. I want to talk about guys that we like the best that are outside that consensus top four. So, Dave, who's the one quarterback who sticks out to you that you think has the best shot to be something? Well, I'll let you guys talk about Hennon Hooker because he's inside my top four. And uh, I'm going to talk about Dorian Thompson Robinson. It's a copycat league. People are going to try to figure out how did they miss on Brock Purdy one of the things that you're looking for is a guy with a lot of career starts. Starts matter. This guy knows how to command a, a huddle. He's seen multiple defensive fronts, and, and he's, he's a veteran. When it, he, when, if it comes down to having to play next year, you're not someone like a, like a Trey Lance who's only, only started 17 games in his career. This guy has 49 starts. He's 6'2", 
205 pounds, and he has run the, runs a 4.5440. So you're talking about a guy that can run and add some of that for fantasy as well as in the NFL. You want a guy that can can throw it as well as pass. And he was throwing the ball just as hard as Will Levis. Um, so he's another guy, DTR, you need to keep an eye on. Okay, I like that one. A little off my radar, and I'll just I don't think I'm talking about it again later. So I'll just I'll just say here now. He's the type of guy, though, I kind of wonder, will he stay a quarterback in the NFL after a few years? Because I do kind of question, will he kind of switch that running back or wide receiver position due to his athleticism? And I, what I think is going to wind up being a problem as far as accuracy goes in the NFL. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I, I would say like Malik Cunningham is the guy for me. He's kind of your Malik. Gonna be kinda, yeah. um, he's you know one read and run kind of guy. I don't see that with DTR. I think he does have, you know, more of a, a presence as a passer. Um, and, and, you know, with, with him, I do think that the, the ability to do all those things could open that up. But um, I, I do see him as, as a quarterback. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll see that one. Uh, Danielle, who's your favorite outside those t- those, that consensus top four? So I feel like we haven't heard his name since Heisman Trophy uh, winners were announced. But Max Dugan, I really like him. He finished second in the voting for the Heisman Trophy this year. He has great statistics, 78 QBR, 32 touchdowns this season, 32. He's an incredible player. I really like watching him play. I think he's been one, one of the most entertaining quarterbacks in this draft class. Obviously, he's way lower than the top four and compared to them, I it's understandable, but I have such hope for him. I see a spark in him that you see in very good quarterbacks and something about him just really stood out to me. And when I saw this list, I just had to choose him 3,698 yards, only eight interceptions. I think he's going to be a star. I mean, he had a great uh, college career. So hopefully he keeps that up in the NFL. He did have the fastest 40, correct? I'm pretty sure. Not the fastest. Richardson had the fastest 40. Richardson had the Well, sorry. The second fastest. The, the, yeah, the guy we didn't know was already there. a track star beforehand. Uh, yeah, I, sorry, Danielle. I'm not there with you on Max, on Max Dugan. I see a lot of, lot of deficiencies as a thrower, especially with the ball placement. It's Look, Quinn Johnston, we're not talking about wide receivers in this, in this video, but he's my number one wide receiver. The big knock on him is the lack of production. And all I do to watch the take was like, yeah, well, Max Dugan never put the ball where he was supposed to. It's kind of hard to produce in that standpoint. But he does run a lot. And if he gets an opportunity, fantasy-wise, he could wind up being on the radar for a few games. We've seen guys like Tyler Huntley be able to make a name for themselves over a stretch. I wouldn't be shocked if that could happen for Max Dugan with the way the NFL works at times. But sorry, Danny, I got to disagree with you a little bit on that one. Uh, Chris, what do you got for your consensus? Well, you were saying it was me, right? You got a hooker? Go ahead. I do. I do have Hedden Hooker. And Danielle, you maybe I'll have to go back and watch some tape because I was definitely not a Bex Dugan fan. Um, I do am very intrigued by your interest in him. And I think you said you see the it factor now. And Dan kind of alluded to I do see that scrambling ability that you can kind of you know get on the field with. And maybe you can be a spark for some teams. And maybe he gets drafted maybe later on the draft where he plays for a contending team. So he gets a chance to be that second quarterback. So that's not a bad you know throw out there. So I like that. 
But Hayden Hooker is the guy to me that would actually be one of my top quarterbacks on my list, um, except for I'm a little bit worried about the injury. He doesn't start all the games this season as a result. He gets drafted a little bit later on, maybe plays for a contending team himself. So he's not necessarily a guy that he's going to start off the bat. Uh, I'll kind of like Kenny Pickett did last year for Pittsburgh. You saw Trubisky kind of get that opportunity because it was a playoff team, quote-unquote, first. I think Hayden Hooker is going to be a guy who might get drafted by a decent team, maybe not the guy who is number you start off day one. But a guy, once he gets out there, I love his game. I love what he brings to the table. He would have been one of my number two quarterback on my board. Um, he's going to be my number two quarterback on fantasy had he – I believe that he got the draft capital put into him. Yeah, Hennon Hooker, man. So I'm a San Fran fan. So I, I don't want this to happen, but Seattle would be the perfect fit for a Hendon Hooker. You have, he doesn't have to play the first year. And that's fine because I don't think Hooker's going to play the first year coming off the ACL injury. He was he tore his ACL back in November. He's a rookie quarterback. Odds are very very low unless something went catastrophe wrong that he would actually be put in a position late in the season to have to start a few games. You go to Seattle, you don't have to do that. You have weapons in place. I don't think Seattle is going to go quarterback in the first round. I think they're going to try to keep trying to build the team around Geno and wait to see who they get. I mean, they've had luck with guys not early round quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, a third round guy, Geno Smith, a journeyman quarterback. They don't they have the track record of not having to take that guy in the first round. I don't think they do it here, but Hennon Hooker would be the perfect fit for those guys. He's the only one outside of consensus top four that I think has a true NFL caliber arm. Now, I know he played in Tennessee where that offense can be all quite wide open and everything like that, but it doesn't take away from the fact that he can make all the throws. And that's something that's glaringly low when it comes to the rest of the quarterbacks on this list, which is why ultimately, you know, we're going to get into some of our showdown rankings. And there's one quarterback, me and Dave are going to uh, debate on in particular. I'm kind of like, I don't know why I'm debating this, but, you know, let's have some fun because ultimately I don't think those, the rest of those guys actually have a legitimate chance to start. But so that's where I'm at with Hendon Hooker. That's why I, he's one of my favorites coming out of the top four. Uh, anybody else have any rebuttals to that? No, we're all good. Okay. So here's what I want to do. I want to take a, our commercial break here. When we come back on the other side, we have our MD showdown and then our deep sleeper quarterbacks are guys at the end of our list. We think could make a name for themselves, potentially in the right situation for fantasy football. So everybody stay tuned and we'll be back right after this spring has sprung and our friends at manscape have the best tools for some spring cleaning they've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement but this year manscape could help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new beard hedger pro kit make sure you look your best this spring by using code bellyup20 to get 20 percent off and free shipping at manscape.com it's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. It also comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code 
bellyup20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome back into the MD's Fantasy Football Show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit that bell notification, and we get notified whenever we have new content available to you. And you can download us on your favorite podcast app, widely available to you, so you can listen on the go. We are talking about the quarterback draft class here today, getting us ready for the NFL draft. Just one of my favorite times of the year. We got Chris Dowhower, Danielle Dubois in the building, and Mr. Dave Heelman. So we, we played the dating game. We talked about who our favorite quarterback is outside the consensus top four. Now it's time to talk about our rankings, to get into it with each other in this segment with the MD showdown that I apparently forgot to get the drop for, I guess. <laughs> Looking at it now, and I can't find it. All right. This is why I missed Danielle. Yeah, she should come back to being producing because obviously I'm horrible at it. Anyway, so it was going to be like a good, bad, ugly scene, you know, two kids coming together. It was funny. We'll get it in at some point. Visualize it. <laughs> and I, I, I tell a great, I give a great picture with my words too, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> pat on the back. The first, the first debate we have up is Chris and Dave. Now, Dave, according to my list here, and I'll put these these rankings up so everybody can see them. You have Will Levis sitting at four, and Chris, you have Will Levis sitting at two. Now, these are our fantasy football rankings. I just want to make that clear to everybody. I can't tell you how many times I post rankings on social media, and I get all this backlash, and it turns out their backlash is based on the idea that I was ranking them from my NFL grades and not the fantasy grades, even though the fantasy is you know, right there at the top. So these are fantasy football grades. So Chris, why is he your number two? Dave, why is he your number four? Debate it out. Go. Yeah, I'm going to go with the reason I have Will Levis number two is a little bit different than what I talked about for the Tinder dating thing. But I think Will Levis is going to be a guy that you can run around a little bit. He's going to have a chance to throw the ball down the field because of the big arm strength. And he can take a hit. I'm worried Bryce Young can't make it through a season. I'm worried that he's not going to be a guy that's going to you know, necessarily start from right off the bat either. Look at the Carolina situation. Look at this, you know, um, the Houston situation. They both added veteran quarterbacks this offseason who might actually potentially play right off the bat. So when I look at Bryce Young, I don't like their rushing ability. I like the ability to kind of you know generate points down the field. I like Will Levis' more upside, so that's why Will, Will Levis, unfortunately, number two. <laughs> he said that with such conviction, didn't he? I'm, I, I hate I hate this draft. Sorry. <laughs> not, not the draft, Dave, but the you have the floor. Yeah, and so um, I, I love Will Levis so much. He's actually my fifth. So I don't know if I if that's my bad on the typo, but Will Levis is my fifth. Hennon Hooker is my fourth. Okay, and, that's probably uh, that's probably on me. We can blame me. That's fine. It, it's it's all good. But <laughs> Will Levis, you know, I and I'm probably gonna walk out of this episode sound like a Will Levis hater. But my concerns with him are he is an older prospect, and like Anthony Richardson, he's a younger prospect with not a lot of playing time you can see how there's a lot of room for growth. Will Levis has been playing football for a very long time, and he still has very bad habits. He rolls into, like they said, the, the pressure to sack ratio. That's a problem. Holding on to the ball too long, that's a problem. And the NFL defenses are, they're going to be more difficult. 
You saw him come off a, a very bad season this year. That is not good. Um, when he comes off, you know, a 2021 season was great. 2022 season was terrible. And, and you're looking at, again, an older prospect that just doesn't seem to have shown improvement. And then you go to the combine and he's still doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Um, one of the things he does, he, he kind of fades away when he throws the ball and he's just fading right into where the defenders are hitting him. And you can see it when he plays. You're not seeing it getting him better. So my, my biggest concerns with him, again, 26.9, the uh, pressure to sack ratio, and then just holding the ball too long. I think this guy's going to be turnover prone in the NFL. Okay. So part of the showdown is Danielle is the judge. So Danielle, who won this debate? Yeah, I am um, kind of with you, on Dave, because I am honestly just not on the Will Levis train. I think I have him as fourth, uh, if that's correct, but – I, I agree with you, and I can see your point. Chris, so sorry. I'm not a firm believer in Bryce Young either. However, I'm not on the Will Levis train as, at all. Oh, and one point goes to Dave. All right, so I, Dave, it's going to be oh, – go ahead, Chris. You, you can I was, I was actually purple. happy to lose that one. I was very happy <laughs> to lose that one. Hey, guess what I found? That's better. Okay. So now it's going to be me and Dave. Now we're arguing about a quarterback we haven't talked about much, and that's Jake Hayner. So, Dave, you have him at 11. Did I mess that up, or is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And I have him at six. So we, we are quite a bit different when it comes to these two players. Dave, I will let you have the floor first. Why are you so low on Jake Hayner? Yeah, it just comes down to upside. I don't think he has a whole lot of it. Um, when you see Jay Kaner, one of my biggest concerns is he's he's got average traits. He's got a you know an average arm. He's uh, six foot. Was it six foot two hundred and four pounds, um, or two hundred seven pounds? Um, he's you know he just has average traits. And I just don't see the upside with him. Um, one of the things that you know he's he's uh, likes to. It, for his first target, he, he just seems to stick to his first target. After that, he really struggles when it comes down to reading the defense. And so um, that that's those are my concerns with Jake Hayner. They made a good senior bowl, but I just didn't see it on tape. So this this is where this is where we differ a little bit. I agree with your average trait assessment. My retort to that is the quarterbacks after him. They're all below average in my book when I when I look at the rankings. Uh, Tanner McKee, hate him. He got he's got below average. Stetson Bennett, I find his uh, prospects below average. Aiden O'Connell, Malik Cunningham, Max Dugan, all below average arms. My estimation. So average is like the new above average in this draft class. That's kind of what it brings down to me. Look, Jake Hayner, he's accurate. 10th in overall accuracy, even more accurate than our guys up there in the top four. He had a great turnover rate, 2.2%, 21st in the entire college. And on top of it, 2.67 seconds average time to throw. And that's big. If you're not going to have a big arm and you are going to rely on timing and getting the ball out and being accurate in that short intermediate range of the field, you got to get the ball out of your hands quickly. I look at Bryce Young, I look at Will Levis, I look at Anthony Richardson. These guys are all pushing three, if not over three seconds. They're all taking their time. At least Jake Hayner is getting it out. You mentioned before, it's a copycat league. Teams are going to look for Brock Purdy. This, to me, is the most Brock Purdy guy of all. That's all he does. I throw, throw it over the middle of the field. I get it out on time. 
And I don't take risks with his turnover rate. So that's why I got Jake Hayner up at six. Maybe more of an indictment on the rest of the class than everybody else. But it's now time for our judge, Danielle, who won this debate. You guys both made very compelling debates. However, I'm going to have to go with Dan on this one because I firmly agree with the point of everybody below him. It's just average and it's just a very mediocre quarterback draft class once you get past the top five I'd say so um I kind of lean towards your point a little bit more all right so Dave it's one for you one for me and now we get to go for a tiebreaker here with me and Chris Chris, I have Anthony Richardson second in my fantasy football rankings. You have him fourth. I will go first because, you know, I want you to go second this time. Plus, it's pretty much the same points I made of why Anthony Richardson, I was Vegas married to him earlier in the dating game show. A team who drafts him. And to be fair here, I hope this doesn't happen for for our friend Adam's sake. Uh, But I do think it's going to be the Colts at four. I do think this is going to wind up taking Anthony Richardson. Whoever drafts him, though, knows that they have to build an offense around his skill set. This is a guy with his athleticism who can threaten for 1,000 rushing yards season. For that reason and that reason alone, I think he has more fantasy potential than anybody with the exception of C.J. Stroud. So that's why he's number two for me. Why is he number four for you? Well, he didn't rush for a thousand yards in college, so that'd be one of the reasons for me that I don't have such good faith that you have. Um, no, Lamar, but Lamar was actually throwing the ball around the field, and he was actually completing passes more consistently. Anthony Richardson was basically one trick pony right off the bat, and was still very, you know, the comp to Cam Newton are very is very reaching for me. Where he wasn't him twenty touchdowns, he had nine, he had over seven hundred yards. It wasn't over a thousand or fifteen hundred yards like Cam did. So you haven't seen him dominate in college or on the ground. He doesn't quite have the same speed in the sense when it comes to takeoff speed. Now he ran a great forty, but he doesn't have the quite quick quickness as a lot of other guys does. He's more of a fast guy or more running lie guy. And I think when it comes to quarterback play, you think he's you know this might be the difference where we think the guys are going to get drafted. I don't see Richardson going very high. I don't see him going to be the top number three quarterback. I think that's going to be Will Levis to the Colts, unfortunately, or Adam, regardless of who he gets. Um, but <laughs> screw the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's going to they tend to lean more towards him because what I'm hearing from scouts wise is Anthony Richardson is going to need at least a year to kind of play quarterback. Now I agree with you, Dan. If he gets out there, he can run around, make things happen. But I just don't see any team really willing to throw him out there early unless they have to. Um, I look at Malik Willis, a very big comp in a sense, where Malik Willis is a guy, you know, if you got on the field, you were thinking he could run around. You really didn't see that production when he got out there for Tennessee last year. I think Amber is a very similar player. Just just more athletic, and that's going to be, I think, the question. But the real question here, Danielle, who won this debate? So originally, I was thinking Dan, and it's hard for me because I have him right at three. So this is like a debate that I really hard, had a hard time choosing. However, Chris brought up a really good point about when he is going to be playing because he most likely will not be starting, unlike a Bryce Young. And when he brought up that point, it gave me a little bit more to consider. And I started to agree on the fourth place instead of the second place a little bit more. So Danielle should run for Miss America because she just gave us all a tie. That's exactly what she just did. She just gave us all one point. We're all tied up. 
And I don't have a lightning round question because I didn't really think that was going to happen, to be honest with you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back on the other side for our last segment, we're going to talk about our deep sleeper. Maybe we'll maybe we'll find a way to get a, a lightning round in with our deep sleepers. We'll have that debate and we'll see who wins this thing. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And we'll be back right after this. Hey guys, I just want to thank you all for tuning into our video today. Make sure you're subscribing to us on YouTube where you can search us the MD's Fantasy Football Show or go to at MDFF Show. We're available to you on TikTok and on Instagram. Follow us on social media when you go to at MDFF Show or at DanMeterFF for my personal account. Give us a shout out on our Facebook page, the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Guys, we're available to you all throughout the year for any fantasy football questions you may have or football betting in general. Make sure you subscribe and like the video below. We'll see you again soon. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome back into the MD's Fantasy Football Show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dowhauer, Daniel Dubois, and our special guest for the evening, Mr. Dave Heelman. All right, we got through all of our segments so far. There's one left. We want to talk about a deep sleeper that maybe has an outside shot in this quarterback draft class to make a name for himself from a fantasy perspective at some point. And who is that going to be? So, Dave, I want to hear who your deep sleeper is going to be. Yeah, and it's Clayton Toon. Um, so we talked earlier about guys that you know are after Jay Kaner or before Jay Kaner, depending on your rankings. And so PFF, they they have you know their their rankings, and I, I put the Power Five schools, and he was he was ranked higher than Caleb Williams, Drake May, Bryce Young, and everyone else in this class. He was third in the nation last year as far as his PFF ranking. And it's not just that guy's 6'2", 220 pounds, 4.64. He looks the part. He's got the size that you're looking for. He's got a little bit of athleticism. He's got a big arm. But in that offense, you saw where he could just get it out quickly and do all the things that you were talking about with Jay Kaner. This guy knows how to this guy knows how to get the ball out fast and put put the ball where the receivers need it. And uh, and Clayton Toon is someone that I think you guys will see day two of the NFL draft, maybe, uh, maybe a round round three kind of guy. Uh, a lot of, you know, move the sticks and a couple of the you know, places are talking about him. Day two. I find that to be aggressive. Uh, Chris, I think you also had Clayton Toon. So you just want to add to his point? Yeah, I think that Dave's not being too aggressive. I've heard a lot of big things about Clayton Toon. He had a good, uh, I think, senior bowl it was that he was part of the all-star part. Um, he won, ran one of the, the third best 40 at the Combine. Um, this guy's got to be athletic. And we look at the stats, he put up numbers. He completed a high percentage, over 70% of his passes. He actually looks like a size of a quarterback. He's not five foot four. He's actually, you know, over six foot. He's six foot two, six foot three, borderline. He's got good size hands. Um, so this guy's got a good build. You just kind of knock against him as he's played in Houston. So people kind of assume just what can you really do in the pros? But when you look at it statistically, he's been putting up numbers. So when it comes to a guy that can kind of maybe transition and surprise some people, has some athleticism. Clayton Tune could be a guy to me that could you know, get a top chance to do some things out there. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. For me personally, I struggled with Clayton Tune. Um, he is highly productive, no doubt about that. But he's in that Houston system. I don't see an NFL caliber arm. I see a below average arm. And that's what kind of worries me. It has to be very much within that 10 yard range 
for my estimation because he doesn't have the great ball placement outside the hashes. Definitely he's not throwing any back shoulder fades anytime soon. It has to be within rhythm over the middle of the field for him to be able to hit that throw. And his mobility, I, I was shocked he ran a four, what was a four, six, one. I was shocked he ran that fast because when you look at him on tape, if he gets going straight line, he does have some speed, but his side to side movement is very robotic and very, very, very stiff. So I, I had a very hard time with Clayton Toon being that high. I know you guys loved him there. So I was really curious to see to get your guys' uh, thoughts. But Danielle, who do you got here? Who's your deep sleeper? I have Jaron Hall as a deep sleeper. I think he has pretty great, pretty good statistics overall. 79 QBR, six interceptions in the past season, 31 touchdowns, 3,171 passing yards. I think overall, he's obviously going to be playing backup most likely somewhere. But I think if he is given a shot at some point throughout the season, I think he could make a name for himself. And I think that overall pretty consistent which is what you like to see and that's really hopeful going forward the only concern is he is from BYU so he obviously doesn't have as harder as um, difficult of the season as some other players would um, as if you were to go to Alabama so that is a little bit of a concern but I think he could fit in just fine well there you go it's going to be two and two because I'm also in the Jaron Hall bandwagon as far as the deep sleeper look I think he's somewhere between a Tyrod Taylor, and a Tyler Huntley. Both guys had moments in the NFL. Both guys had moments of being fantasy relevant in the NFL. He has a good arm. One of the few does. It's not always accurate, but he does have a good arm. He can get it out outside the boundary when he needs to. And he's got the scrambling ability to go with it. So could he be a very, very, very poor man version of a Jalen Hurts for a team? Yeah. Could he come in as a backup and go on a string where I think we're going to be singing Jaron Hall's name as far as streaming quarterback waiver wire goes? Uh, yeah, I do. And because he can hit the big throw, there's actually a little bit more of a ceiling to his game, which is why I say I like him a little bit better than than a Clayton Tune. And, uh, you know, with a Clayton, I want to go back to the Clayton Tune thing real quick because for a guy who is exact, who is, put up the production that he is, but relies on the timing that he does. He held on to the ball an awful lot with a 3.2 average time for throw. I, I don't, Dave, do you have anything with, with that? Do you want to rebuttal? Well, I mean, as far as the, the, the time to throw, I mean, those things, I know he's not a, I know he's not a running quarterback, but with those things, you, you have to always factor that stuff in where if someone, someone's going to hold on, like Lamar Jackson holds onto the ball a, a lot longer than other people. Obviously, Clayton Toon's not Lamar Jackson, but you know, as far as you know, as far as his, um, you know, deep ball, I mean, it's not where that's not where his game is. Um, it's more the timing routes and things like that. Uh, he had about sixty percent of his throws were you know under twenty yards, um, and you're looking at you know a guy that had a lot of you know most of his production at that point, but he still had over a thousand yards on throws that were twenty, uh, were twenty, you know, twenty yards or more. Yeah, and so um, he completed. Daniel Dell helps a lot with that too, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, he completed thirty-two of those passes. I mean, not a lot of people are going to. Your your accuracy is going to go down the deeper you go down the field, no matter who you are. But um, seeing you know seeing that he had almost a third of his production from that range is you know is promising for me. Chris, do you have a rebuttal when it comes to Jared Hall that me and Danielle talked about? Yeah, I mean, I think Jared Hall is a guy that did benefit. Daniel kind of alluded to from playing in a conference that he did not necessarily top tiered competition is 25 years old. Um, a guy that's one of the older, you know, 
and although with today's quarterback class, it could be still an average age for this it, draft class. That's the average age right now. <laughs> COVID, COVID added yeah. a year to everybody. COVID and transferring. Uh, it's Yeah, it delayed everyone in this class. I was just going to say the thing for my concern for Hall, though, is that he has to be basically impromptu all the time. He isn't really great in the, he isn't really good in the pocket. He has to basically be on the move to be accurate. He's really struggled kind of being in the pocket. So he's a guy you have to bootleg. A lot of offenses have, you know, don't really run that off, offense um, anymore. They should, even though they supposedly do the West Coast offense. But a lot of teams don't mo- use a mobile quarterback. So there's a lot of things I think that kind of fall in place for him to be productive. I do think he has, you know, some of the, a decent arm. He's a guy that can kind of push the ball in the field. He can move around a little bit. Um, but I still think he has the kind of the polish to be a guy that might get out there like Brock Purdy that people like to compare him to. Okay. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. We got through pretty much the entirety of the quarterback class you're going to even need to know about. Well, let's put it that way. Uh, Dave, one more time, Ed. Where, where are you at? Where can we find you at? What are you working on? Give everybody everything they need to know about you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, at Dynasty Dorks on Twitter or TikTok. And uh, all my works at Sports Gambling Podcast uh, or <coughs> SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Or you can go to SGPN Fantasy on uh, YouTube or uh, Spotify, Apple, things like that. Absolutely, uh, Danielle. What do you what do you got in the works there? You got your you got your show back at college, right? Go ahead, plug that. Yes, um, we you could always find more sports debates, all kinds of sports debates. At if you look up EIV on Instagram and look up EIV the box score, you can find all you need to know about every major sports league. We have a new show coming out on Tuesday that's live at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so you can tune in on YouTube. Excellent, excellent. Chris, are you doing anything with Adam soon? I think that we'll be preparing for the draft. I'm not sure we're picking it off, but as you talked about, we come back on Tuesday sooner than later. I'm sure in April, by the April time, we'll, time frame will be back on. So get looking for us. I know Adam's always working on great articles as well for uh, MD's Face Football Show and also for Belly Up Sports. Excellent. Yep. Make sure you guys tune in. We're going to be available on every podcast app out there, so you can download us and listen to us on the go. Make sure you subscribe, hit that little bell notification. We do short videos along with our you know, our live streams and everything else on our YouTube pages, on our TikTok pages, on our Instagram pages, on our Facebook pages, pretty much anywhere you need to know with the MD's Fantasy Football Show, constantly bringing content to you guys. We haven't had a short video out because all of a sudden the free agency dried up like, I mean, like that, and nothing's going on with the Aaron Rodgers, at least nothing new that I can report anyway. As soon as that drops, I'll have a video for you guys, too. Next week, same time, next Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have our running back draft class analysis, and we'll have another special guest on for that as well. So make sure you're tuning back in 9.30 next Thursday. Everybody, we'll see you again real, real soon. <laughs>